You're listening to DraftKings Network. Hey, 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 real quick, the show's about to start. But before we do, we just want to give you guys a little bit of information about something really cool that's happening this Saturday, May 2nd. Correct. Uh, it is, uh, first of all, it's our it's our birthdays. So yeah. we should, uh, I mean, but know. I'm sure you know that, right? Like, <laughs> it's put in every calendar, right? This is more significant than Arbor Day. Correct. Uh, and Arbor, Arbor Day is a hit, too. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yes, it, it is our birthday. So for the people who may not know, the, the, the Cooligans, uh, we share. Uh, our we birthdays are birthdays? one day apart. <laughs> our birthdays are one day apart. So How crazy uh, is that? I mean, this was this partnership was meant to be, which <laughs> inspires me and also horrifies you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a happy coincidence. It is uh, fate. You know, uh, we were we were meant to be. You know, it's clear because even even though you were born before I was, because we were born in different years, right? Uh, but I'm the more mature one. So yes, uh, I, it somehow everything is flipped upside down. <laughs> <laughs> no, so look. Um, normally we uh, we normally have a, a big birthday party for for ourselves to, to celebrate all the glory that is right. uh, the Cooligans, and we call um, it Cooligans Fest. It's usually in New York City. It's usually a blast. Yeah, we always have an absolute absolutely amazing time but obviously this time around we're not able to do that yeah Who knows dude, why? because covid is a hater dude <laughs> oh my god just a straight up cock block yeah COVID. Oh. <laughs> that's what they should rename it cock block 19 bro dude, this party was gonna be lit but oh cock block 19 <laughs> showed up cock block a virus over here <laughs> no so uh, uh so we're excited about our birthdays but uh normally we usually get uh people give us gifts and now right. uh, you know we you know even though we well, i would gladly still accept those things please we want to please send do us something gifts. we want to do something a little bit Bit different. Uh, we want to give back, uh, especially during these incredibly trying times, and how you know uh, COVID has affected uh, a lot of people in, in very negative ways. It's absolutely like destroyed uh, some industries. It's going to take a long time for a lot of people to recover, especially financially. But one of them is the the, the food service and beverage yeah, industry is absolutely incredible. Especially incredibly in a city hard. like here in New York, which is fifteen thousand restaurants, they're getting demolished. Yes, um, so, and it's not just the industries themselves it's also the people that work in these industries and and you i mean for us it's hard to sort of encapsulate how much the food industry serves the people of new york here and not just food i mean there's so many people that work in the food industry it really does carry this city Exactly. So we're going to be making a donation uh, to the James Beard Foundation on behalf of Gully Squad. And if you don't know what Gully Squad is, those are our most uh, dedicated fans that, that support us. And they also get exclusive content uh, as well. And uh, we have another really fun thing uh, for Gully Squad as well. On Saturday, May 2nd, we will be uh, throwing a Cooligans uh, Zoom birthday party. That's right. Uh, uh, for Gully Squad and uh, a bunch of soccer friends, soccer celebs. Uh, it's going to be really really cool so uh if you want to be a part of that you can join gully squad we highly recommend it uh you know it, it, it's a lot of fun it's a great community but uh also if you do want to help and uh feel like you want to you know support uh especially with everything that's going on if you join gully squad we will uh, uh match your donation to uh the james beard foundation and by donation what christian means is if you let's say you
you join Gully Squad at the $25 a month level, which is amazing. If you do, that'd be great. What we'll do for that first month is we're going to take the $25 that you send us. We're going to give that to the James Beard donation, but we're also going to match that. So we're going to match that $25 as well. So by you joining Gully Squad at, let's say, the $10 level, that's $20 extra dollars that's going to go to the James Beard Foundation because we're going to take the 10 you give us and we're going to add 10 on top of that. So not only are they going to get the 300 everyone who joins Gully Squad, that money is going to go to the James Beard Foundation and we're going to match that. So it's actually going to double that money that's going to the James Beard Foundation. And it's all a donation. And we want to thank you guys because um, a lot of this came from you guys asking, hey, what could we do? We want to help. What are the Cooligans going to do? This is what we want to do. It's our birthdays and we want to give back. Exactly. So feel free. Uh, you can go to uh, SoccerCooligans.com and click on the Join Gully Squad uh, button. And uh, and then that's it. And then you'll be invited to the party. You'll make a donation. So you'll be supporting uh, the restaurant industry, the food food workers, uh, and the Cooligans. So and you'll be hanging out with us and our friends. How cool is that? Yeah. Today on the Cooligans, we are excited about today's show because we have uh, Portland Timbers goalkeeper Jeff Attenella joining us. That's right, but that's not it. We're also going to talk a little bit about Bundesliga possibly starting up and the 55,000 rules that they have set aside <laughs> to go ahead and make things, everything go smooth, smoothly, you know? <laughs> so all this and more today on the Cooligans! Hi, this is Ashlyn Harris. And Allie Krieger. And you are listening to our best friends and favorite comedians, the Cooligans, <laughs> bitch. Yeah, baby! Okay, yes, here we are. Uh, hello, hello, Alexis. What up, Christian? <laughs> uh, welcome to the show, everybody. Hello, we are the Cooligans. My name is Christian Polanco. Uh-huh, and I'm Alexis Guerrero. All right, we are your favorite stand-up comedians. I host the funniest soccer show that you have ever seen. Ever. That's right, but it's not just that. It's also the gulliest you've ever seen. Correct. It's, it's correct. Yes, I sounded like Alexis just ripped out a fart. Um, <laughs> you already know what gully means. Uh, hello, everyone. Yes, I hope uh, you are. I hope you're safe. I hope you're home. Uh, I hope you you're also in your living room FC, uh, enjoying yeah. living room FC. Living room. Uh, on your fucking couch. That's what FC stands for. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Stay home. It's been rebranded. <laughs> That's uh, right. Because, all right, because we're 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 tired of all this. Um, <laughs> so uh, so yeah. I mean, look, it's uh, you know, this is what in in New York at least and the tri-state area. It's what I believe day we're roughly at like day forty, like seven. By the time this airs, about forty-seven, forty-eight. It feels of, uh, like six hundred and forty. Seven, yep. I think. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Feels like it's too many days. Uh, yeah. So but, I understand uh, how frustrating it is for people, but it's clearly working. So stay your ass home. Exactly. So, uh, but there are some, uh, at least some positives in the world of uh, soccer or foosball. Uh, so, you know, Ger <laughs> Germany is taking the lead uh, on, a lot right. of this, on this stuff because, look, when you have a responsible leader, you can get your soccer back sooner. And that's uh, right. So Angela <laughs> Merkel's like, I think we got this. <laughs> okay. And we're like, have you told anyone to drink bleach yet? <laughs> are you really a leader <laughs> if you're not telling people yeah. to chug Lysol? 
I'll, you know, isn't this the best time to just be sarcastic at the podium? Uh, oh, what a great opportunity to not be sarcastic, but then claim you were. Oh, what a, wonderful. Correct. Uh, but no, Bundesliga is, uh, uh, is, is looking like one of the, the, the first of the top leagues uh, to be able to come back uh, in the midst of all the uh, coronavirus, uh, the pandemic and all these fears and all the concerns. Uh, but they, you know, they, they, they sorted out a lot of the testing so they know who uh, does and uh, you know who is or who is not infected so that means very much that they can uh, they, they will most likely be the first to uh, have their league start back up so they, that's right I and think they've been preparing for it like they went out and they got they opened up a bunch of new spas and they got a bunch of vodka right just following the Belarusian league <laughs> <laughs> the lead <laughs> all right okay they were at the forefront of uh, really how to tackle the virus you know uh, some people will say it's alternative medicine Right? <laughs> Some people wouldn't even categorize it as that, you know? <laughs> okay, it's so alternative, yeah. it is not medicine anymore. Right, yeah. uh, which is you follow your cute little science. <laughs> we got vodka and a room that's really hot. <laughs> so, uh, but no, so this is what we want to uh, start today by at least talking about this uh, the, the, the rules that will probably be in place, the, the, the policy and the guidelines for how to bring back soccer in, you know, post pandemic and in, uh, in among this, uh, among the fears of, of the coronavirus. So, uh, Alexis, start off with what, what are some of the rules? How are we going to get back to uh, soccer? How are we going to play again and, and maintain the players uh, health and safety? And this is just how the players can play. So I'm going to read this from an article. All right. Teams should arrive on separate buses to help increase distance and wear face masks. Their buses will be disinfected before entering the stadium. Each team should arrive and leave at a different time. And for home games, players should arrive in their own cars. The body temperatures of players will be taken upon arrival with ear thermometers. And each room will be disinfected with doors to be left open. Don't you shut them doors, my guys. <laughs> right? Start, don't you, you want people to die? <laughs> Starting lineups and subs should change at different facilities and warm up separately. Their time spent in the dressing room will be kept to a minimum with a two meter, a.k.a. six feet, social distancing imposed and players will will shower individually the food is to be prepared in advance by a team chef and players will only use personalized drink bottles private conversations must be avoided to maintain distancing with whispering to be avoided so right now if i hear you whispering behind a closed door and two of you showering (laughs) at the same time you're all under arrest okay (laughs) both teams can't be in the tunnel at the same time and there'll be no player escorts no mascots no team photos no handshakes Teams won't stand alongside each other. Substitutes are either on the bench, sitting two to seats, uh, two to three seats apart, or some will have to be seated in the stands if needed. And no post-match interviews, or at least they'll be kept to a minimum. That's just, I mean, that's not going into player hotels or anything yeah, like that, yeah. or the fact that they're not allowed to kiss, to kiss or have sex with their significant others if they stay home, which I think that rule was made by someone who's in an unhappy marriage. Uh, honey, <laughs> I mean, you heard, right? I mean, what, what do you, are we going to affect... Uh, 
you know, damage our livelihoods because you want to go, you know, kiss a little bit? Look, I, I would love to kiss you for the first time in years. But, <laughs> I mean, you know, what am I supposed to do? Okay. We can't even be, you know, uh, we have to social distance. So, well, of course, we can't go to therapy. Yeah. And Babe, when, the wife goes, you... like, when the wife just mutters under her breath, you piece of shit. Like, Are you whispering? <laughs> That's one of the rules. <laughs> <laughs> Look, all right. You're going to have to go stay at your mother's house. Yeah. I, don't know <laughs> I told you we're supposed to eat in separate rooms. I mean, again, I'm following the rules. <laughs> no, this is wild because this will effectively change the way uh, soccer is presented, right? I mean, it, it's right. it, on top of it just being uh, played, right? Because the players themselves, it's a contact sport. They are going to be close to each other, but everything around it, they're going to do everything they can so that the, the any possibility of a player being infected and, and will not be able to infect anyone else. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's wild. I can't believe, like, it's going to change the rules on the field, too. Like, if you whisper on the field, it's a red card now. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, when they do this, because they don't want to, you know, be the, the cameras to know, like, bro, that's... You can't uh, be touching your face. It's a red card. <laughs> you're touching your face. You're whispering. Yeah. I mean, this... <laughs> yeah, I mean, this you is might. just going to be... This is. I mean, honestly, you're killing... You're killing German citizens <laughs> <laughs> with your hand on your face. <laughs> no, man, it, this is... Uh, it, it's weird you think this like, is going to happen? Because people are... People are going... Uh, the fans are not happy about this. Uh, yeah, I mean, or some uh, fans. Yeah, well, Bundesliga supporters uh, really. I'm, I'm when we were there, uh, the, the the fans are really like they say football is nothing without its fans. Yeah, and they very much believe that. So, but but would Bundesliga supporters not? Wouldn't they be more, in, you know, more in support of the league coming back, even if it's without fans? You you wouldn't you would would they rather have no season at all? Yeah, I don't know. From the fans we met, I feel like it's the safety of the players as well. I feel like okay. that's a big. I feel like that's a big issue for them. And I mean, even something as simple as like they the players have to throw the laundry into the laundry. Uh, uh, machines themselves. No one else is even allowed to handle it. Just simple things like that. Just let you know, like there's just way too many ways where someone could mess up. You know, if somebody yeah. sneezes on the field, you're just going to see like, you know, like you put Dawn in a, in a thing of grease, like it all just <laughs> runs. Like I, I can't imagine that something like this is just, I feel like you're putting people's lives at danger to be completely honest. <laughs> Yeah, it's just you see all these rules um, and it just seems like, yeah, it, do, it does seem a little too difficult. But one could argue like the fact that they're they're willing to to have such a, a strict policy in place does suggest like that they are that they do care that yeah. that, that it's not about being reckless. Uh, but they you know, it, it is again, it's, it's that balance uh, that everybody's kind of struggling with like how do we how soon do we open up the economy knowing that there is a real danger in place but people are suffering because they can't work yeah i don't know it's not a question i can certainly answer i just hope yeah. that if they do do it they know what they're doing man <laughs> yeah yeah and uh, yeah it's just there's just the 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 specifics of like no sex or kissing like who's gonna monitor that what are you gonna do yeah. what are you <laughs> the, old, they, the old like i'm gonna take the temperature through the ear and also let me smell your dick <laughs> <laughs> the old yeah we all we all been there everybody remembers <laughs> that right you all went to the same schools i went to <laughs> <laughs> is that going to make it to the air? We have another story coming out of uh, England. You know, th there's, there's a, a running theme of Premier League players that are not following the lockdown guidelines. That's and right. We have to talk. Next, next up, 
is a, a new segment Moise. we call My Bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's specifically about the English Premier League players. <laughs> Moise Keen of uh, Everton Football Club, uh, my old toffees, um, mm-hmm. was, uh, there was a, a video footage uh, surfaced on Snapchat of him uh, breaking the lockdown rules. Uh, he was at, he had a party with friends and I, either dancers or strippers. I have, I personally have not seen the video, but uh, it, it's been made very public. Everton has said that they are very disappointed. Appalled is the word Appalled. they use. <laughs> yes. And uh, so we can add, so it's Moise Keane so far. Uh, we also have Kyle Walker from Manchester City and also Jack Grealish of Aston Villa. Uh, these guys do not want to stay home. And yeah. if they do stay home, they just invite a bunch of ladies uh, to dance all over. That's right. Well, look, I mean, there's two ways we can look at this, right? Like if this was America, we have called for people to support local business, right? And Correct. I can't yes, yes. think of, of a more local business than your neighborhood dancer. I, exactly. or, 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 or I guess, you know, maybe sex worker. And I'm not yeah, even playing with you. Yeah, yeah. Like, here's the thing. Nobody wants to be put in danger. Clearly, he should have stayed home. Yada, yada, yada. But the people are saying that they're appalled because there were strippers at a party. Doug, you shouldn't be appalled. You should be appalled you didn't get invited. Okay. <laughs> this sounds like a wonderful party. <laughs> Look, in any other circumstance i'm sure it would be lovely yeah uh but it, it is a um yeah it's a it's a growing tr- trend that uh and i'm just talking i'm not just talking about what's in their pants uh i'm talking about <laughs> well, trends going up <laughs> <laughs> okay they're uh they're, all these premier league players are out to here to support big business you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. depends on what you're into you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. so no it's just like uh uh they, they've seen the mistakes from the other players you, they you've already seen some of your homies take the l's right like you could you should one do obviously avoid it entirely but the mm-hmm. fact that that there's video footage of this is like you the people you're keeping close to you are are They're not, not your, your friends homies. no and yeah. here's the other thing what makes you think you're gonna get away with it you're exactly. a superstar. <laughs> this isn't like a guy on like, you know, a, a League One club that even that guy might get in trouble. You know what I mean? People yeah. like, is that Akafenwa? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> What they should do. Look, I, 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 realistically, I'm like, if they're going to if they're going to have these like sex parties and, and whatever, like they go for it. Fine. But then you, all the all the sex workers and every player and every friend that's there ha- is forced to be quarantined at that party for whatever duration of this whole lockdown. Now, that's going to make you think twice about getting a stripper, right? If you have to, <laughs> if after the party, you got to stuck. Imagine you you say or do some wildly, wildly disrespectful, dirty stuff. You got to face that the next day. Okay. Yeah. At yeah. breakfast. You'd be like, did, did that all wash off? You know what I mean? Like, you're going to have a lot of questions. Can you pass the eggs? Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Let me get the mail. You know what? I'm not going to bring it up. Uh, that should be the rule for these Premier League players. You, yeah, you can have, host these parties, but you're stuck with everybody you invited. Now, did Christian and I just come up with a show better than 90 Day Fine? Fiance. Yes. <laughs> yes, we did. Okay, this <laughs> and who do we pitch this to? <laughs> okay. BBC. Yeah. Okay. And not, not just the Pornhub category. Yeah. I'm about the real yeah, the real <laughs> the BBC real one. one two three four however many they got out there <laughs> so, I'm saying, this is like 
it's like uh it's like uh what it's I, I don't know what a uh, stripper for life what's the what's the word for this? <laughs> no what? but you know, it's, it's 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 rougher on uh and it's a it's a worse situation for Moise Keane who was already a, a highly criticized player you know he left yeah, but Italy. He is a kid he is he's yes he's young no it's no excuse especially uh, with what's going on everybody's yeah. going through this but he was uh, highly criticized in Juventus. Remember, he dealt with the monkey chance. He left to yeah. England because he wanted to just, you know, some some peace of mind. But he was he's That's only scored only one goal for Everton, and then you having sex parties. You know what I'm saying? It's just like I've had enough. Moise yeah. Keane. <laughs> well, we got more. Actually, we got Jeff Antonello. We get back after this. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. We just want to bring you with a word from one of our sponsors, us, and you, and maybe even Ali Krieger. <laughs> Correct. Uh, so, uh, yes, Gully Squad has been uh, litter than ever. Uh, oh, wow. It was wild litty. In fact, some of us, <laughs> people came in and said, hey, we heard you were having a party. You're going to get a ticket because of coronavirus. So I said, no, no, no. It's just Gully Squad. They said, all right, well, then please continue. I'm sorry I interrupted. <laughs> okay. And then I tip my cap to the officer. Uh, <laughs> so, no, uh, Gully Squad has been and, uh, again, especially during this quarantine, we, we've, we've spoken about how it is more than just a, a you know, just getting some uh, extra content. It is becoming a, a very much a full-fledged community of, uh, of people uh, sh- sharing ideas, sharing stories of comedy, uh, uh, everything. So, uh, and, and yes, you may have heard recently on our, on, we did a Zoom call. We did a, the first Gully Squad happy hour. And, and that, was, that wasn't even us. That was just the, the Gully Squad members putting that together. Shout out uh, to, to Peter. Peter Garcia, who who uh, who had the idea uh, initially, and he uh, wanted to get drunk with other members, and let's go, you know. Yeah. And let me yeah. tell you something. I think it started around what seven, seven, six p.m. It started at six p.m. Yeah. I logged back in at like eleven thirty, and it was still happening, dude. Bro, that's how that's how we do it. I Gully Squad, bro. Gully Squad. It ain't it ain't called Softy Squad, my guy. <laughs> okay. Also, I mean, how did you know my nickname in high school? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, is that that's the you know the 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 Mister Softy Truck uh, uh, subscriber service. Actually, so. I got it after prom. It was a really, I mean, you know, first time drinking yeah. whiskey. It was a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I hate that it stuck. I'll be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if you wanna, yes, the 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 the. Gully Squad Happy Hour was unbelievable, and we we had a, a special guest join us, uh, Ali Krieger of or the Orlando Pride and the U.S. Women's National Team, two, two-time World Cup champion, just hop hopping in uh, Zoom calls hey, uh, uh, with and us. Christian, how many other how many other uh, podcast fan group Zoom happy hours <laughs> do you think two two-time World Cup winners be hopping into, or someone on the cover of People Magazine? <laughs> uh, I can't look. I'm I'm rifling through all my paperwork. You here, right? Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to I'm trying to get through it. Uh, I honestly cannot find anything. I'm, I and I have the records. You I'm know? trying I'm, to add it up right now, and you can hear my my, my uh, calculator with the page with the paper. You can hear it going. Ding. There it is. And look, it says zero. The, the number is zero. So you can no. stop rifling through all your paperwork with your your what are the the, the printer with the that all the paper was like, court, the like dot attached? matrix yes. dot matrix. Yes, your dot matrix paper. You can stop looking at it, dude. No, but I love. I can't let it go you no, know no keep it for sure keep it because you need a, you need the records for seven years uh, for tax reasons what i'm saying is you can stop rifling through it for this oh, 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 okay okay well we'll we'll get through 
this break, then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, so um, yeah, look, that, that those are some of the things that uh, are possible if you join Gully Squad. There's a lot of fun. Um, not only is just uh, cool content, but uh, fun surprises like that. And we are actively trying to, you know, make it more than just a, you know, uh, just just sending you an extra 20 minutes of uh, of a podcast a week or, or a month or whatever. We're trying to, like, offer Gully Squad members a, a, a genuinely fun experience uh, similarly to what we get to have you know we're trying to put out something really really fun and cool and it's uh, it's all the uh, stuff we would have wanted when we were just soccer fans and didn't have a podcast or a TV show. Total, it's totally. like this is what I would I would have loved to have been hanging out on some you know conference call or something like that. You know, and all of a sudden, a, world, a two-time World Cup winner just hops on from you know her backyard, just hanging out. Sure, you know, it would have been nice if Ronaldinho would have called from prison. From prison, yeah. dude. Imagine we were his only phone call. <laughs> Yo, how lit is that, dude? He's like, so, Yo, I ain't even trying to get out, dog. I just want to say what was good. I just made this phone call to say what's good. I don't need to talk to no lawyers. Get the Gully Squad on the phone, Ew, dog. <laughs> what are my lawyers gonna do? I did this shit. You know? <laughs> All right, so please join Gully Squad. Go to SoccerCooligans.com and hit the Join Gully Squad button. I promise you uh, it is as fun uh, as these breaks. Uh, we, have, we have a good time with it. And, uh, yeah, it, you'll, you'll have unique experiences and really cool things. That, and you'll help the show grow. Uh, so please, please do that. SoccerCooligans.com and click on Join Gully Squad. All right, baby, we back. Right here on the Cooligans. Finally, we got our guest. Uh, I'm excited for this one, Christian. Yeah. Because, you know, it's so it's so rare that we get to talk to someone who literally does everything. Okay. <laughs> Co-keeper, book author, uh, what r- currently substitute teacher, probably. <laughs> new, uh, a second time new dad, right? I mean, there's just so much going on. Uh, this has been a little bit of a trip for him. It's going to be a little bit of a trip for us. I'm excited. Uh, you know him from your Portland Timbers. Ladies and gentlemen, unless you're driving, put your hands together for the one, the only, Jeff Atanella, everybody. Jeff, what's up, man? Hey. Hey, I appreciate that <laughs> intro, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> for sure. Should I have said Atanella? Should I have said Atanella? Yeah, what do I say? You're not Latino? <laughs> I mean, it's more Italian, but honestly, at this point, you know who gets it wrong all the time is Twelman. So if we can maybe like yes. get him on the on the board of Atanella, it's pretty. Yeah, this I, is. This, I wanted to ask this. This was my first question because every time I, I can read and I see your name, I know I I know how to say it, but every time I hear it on over broadcast, I'm like, it's not Antonella. What is Antonella? That end, that end, that silent end that doesn't exist has been popping up my whole life. And it's funny, like it's just carried over the whole way. But I always thought my name was pretty simple. Like it's, it's pretty straightforward, but. Also, there's two T's. It's almost like, look, we're here. You know? (laughs) Right. I didn't know. It's like people who say nuclear. (laughs) It's like nuclear or or caramel. It's like, wait, where you where you throwing these extra letters in here for? <laughs> so, I appreciate. Uh, I like. I kind of like the Latin twist better, though. To be honest, it like it adds a little to oh, it. Yeah, so I yeah. like that. I kind of like that. <laughs> okay, yeah, that, that's right. You're, you, you the, the Spanish legend. You played with Messi, I think, uh, at Barca yeah. for a while. Anyway, uh, you know, Gio Savarese says "Apinea," whether you like it or yeah. not. <laughs> he, he hits so, me with um, just a lot of Jeff. <laughs> 
Okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> um, Jeff, well, I wanted to ask about, there's a couple things going on in your life right now. Yes, you are uh, a, a second time uh, new dad. How is that going uh, right now? It's been good. You know, it's, uh, it's definitely tiring. They say, they say the jump from one to two keeps you super tired and, you know, it adds, uh, it adds a lot to your house and, you know, being quarantined in the one to two definitely keeps you super tired. But, but it's yeah. been good. You know, our son, our son, Connor, he's healthy. We were, uh, we were a little nervous about, you know, the whole hospital scene and everything, uh, that has to do with that, with everything going on, but everything went relatively smooth. Um, we're not sleeping at all. I got some bags under my eyes that I was trying to fix, uh, that I've been trying to fix, but I can't <laughs> seem to get rid of, <laughs> but no, I mean, it's been good, man. It's been fun. Uh, we've been, uh, not a lot of sleep, but, but it's been good to be all together. Yes, we are. We're happy to have Alexis back. We just, I barely even realized in, in that first, uh, in that, that earlier segment. Uh, Alexis, you had a power outage. I had a power outage. <laughs> I hopped back in during the commercial break and everyone's like, we didn't notice. <laughs> How do you, you know not notice that I'm not being loud? I think the show was better. I think when you, well, you were frozen. <laughs> Damn it. So. Nothing destroys my value like the show going smoothly without me. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm glad uh, we're. You, I'm glad to have you back. Uh, so, <laughs> Jeff, uh, outside of we were talking about uh, you, how you're handling your quarantine and your your new uh, child. Uh, how how is it? How are you holding up as far as uh, training? And I I know you you were dealing with an injury for a long time, uh, and and you were hoping to be back uh, a lot sooner. But so, how are you uh, coping throughout the you know this quarantine as far as your health? It's been interesting if I'm being uh, completely honest, you know, it's, um, you get these, the Timbers have been sending us these workouts and they're great. You know, it's very, uh, they're very on top of what we're doing and, and making sure we're staying in shape and everything, but it's like a 90 minute workout. So I've been spacing mine out where I'll wake up a little bit before my daughter gets up and I'll knock out the morning part. I'll do part of it in the afternoon and then I'll round it out at the night. So I'm working out and I'm getting it all in, but it's pretty broken up and it's spread out, you know, okay. mixed in with the, uh, the daddy daycare and whatnot. But, <laughs> but it's been good to, I mean, it's been good. They're, keep, they're taking care of us, making sure we're staying in shape and, you know, I'm trying to do everything I can to, uh, to make sure I get all the workouts in, even though it's, you know, a bit chaotic. Sure. We've asked this of some of the other goalkeepers we've had on the show. And by the way, this is Alexis. I don't know if you remember me. I used to be on the show. <laughs> uh, we've had, we've asked other goalkeepers, how, how do you stay in shape? In a time like this, because you can't really be out. You can't have someone come over and kick balls at you. Like, what exactly do you do? We saw the video of Ashlyn Harris catching those like ping pong balls from some machine that was throwing it at her. What are you doing? Are you having the kids throw stuff at you? What's happening? <laughs> I got to teach my daughter how to throw better before she can start training. But <laughs> I saw that video. I wish I had that ping pong machine. That thing was cool. I saw that video you're talking about. But. You know, I'm doing a lot of footwork. I always think for goalkeepers, like doing footwork and trying to keep your feet right is always is always like a win. So I'm doing a ton of footwork. I've been bouncing bouncing a ball off the wall a little bit, but you know, in terms of catching volleys and and doing the things like that, it's you know it's tough. It's tough to uh, it's tough to stay sharp on things like that. I have a rebounder net that my wife has used a couple times, but she doesn't okay. quite get the uh, she doesn't quite get the power <laughs> behind it yet. So we're still working on that. But we're just doing, I mean, we're all just doing our best to, to stay as sharp as we can. And, you know, I've just been doing footwork and, and just like little things like that, messing around the house, trying to find open walls that don't make too much noise. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff, I'm, I'm curious about this because uh, I've never asked this to, uh, you know, I've never asked a professional goalkeeper this question. But when, when you get to the point in your life when you know you're a goalkeeper, 
you're like I, that this is my path you just be uh, is it basically like all right my feet are you know they're an afterthought i don't really need to it's not the it's clearly not the priority cardio uh, also right <laughs> <laughs> do you let some things like kind of slide when it comes to you know working on those things well it's funny like probably about four or five years ago i would have said yes but now it's now, I mean, everybody needs to use their feet. You know what I mean? Like the way that the way that teams are, are playing out of the back and especially new, now with this new goal kick rule where, you know, you could just play short to start the game. Goalie's got to yeah. have sharp feet. So, I mean, I wish that I wish that this was a trend when I was in high school and, you know, in college, I wish that was a trend so that I could have been I could have gotten a head start on it. <laughs> But now, I mean, now it's like, now, honestly, I work on my feet more than I work on anything else because that's the part of the game that all goalies need to improve on. And, you know, for me, um, you know, I played four years behind Nick Ramondo, so I watched him play with his feet, and it was like, oh, man, I got some work to do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> how, how hard is it that they keep adding stuff to what a goalkeeper does? You know, like, <laughs> you're just like, I thought I learned this, you know? <laughs> that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying, man, as if our job wasn't hard enough. It's a big goal we got to protect, and now they're like, oh, well, we need you to play like a midfielder, too, just kind of throw that in there. So, you know, the, the job, the <laughs> job so description funny. They keeps just getting keep a little bit harder. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, they're like, also grab a clipboard. Come on, get out. (laughs) Yeah, right. I know. I know. But. We we have uh, uh, some questions that were sent in by fans. We have uh, we, we have the Gully Squad, which are our more dedicated uh, uh, listeners and 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 viewers. Uh, and which actually members of the one who got us this kit. This is the Stumptown Slurpers, which is a team here in New York City of all Stumptown employees. They're all roasters. How cool yeah. is that? It's a little connection to uh, Portland there. <laughs> so we had a question from. Yeah, it's great. So uh, from uh, Michael, who is he's an RSL supporter, and he asked, uh, "What what was your experience like uh, learning from Nick Romando? How did it feel uh, being the backup to someone like that?" Uh, And I always and he says, "I always think it's a really interesting dynamic between starter and backup keeper." So what was it like being behind uh, uh, a goalkeeper like uh, Nick Romando? It was a weird. I mean, I think that it was a weird balance of, you know, the first two or three seasons that I spent with him before I started really getting gameplay, I was just soaking it all in. And to be honest, I was just enjoying being his backup and, you know, being close with him and he and I have a good friendship now. So, so the first two or three years when I was up, when I just gotten up from the NASL, it was, it was huge for me just to be around him and see the way he operates and see him on a, on a day to day. And especially what he was doing on game days, just because the amount of consistency that, he had every single game was it was beyond impressive. Like I truly have never seen anything like it because it was almost like if he made one mistake a season, that was like shocking. Yeah. So so just to be around that and then to train with him and learn, you know, just kind of what are the things that he needs to do to, to make his game at the level that it is, you know, his footwork is incredible for him to be the size that he is and for him to be able to make the saves and move the way that he does you know, to learn about how he works on his footwork and his positioning and things like that. It was huge. And then I think, you know, towards the end of it, towards my fourth year, uh, I was starting to get the itch where, you know, it was pretty clear that it didn't really matter what I was going to do, that I wasn't going to get on the field, which, you know, rightfully so it's Nick Ramondo and you're not, you know, you're not going to go in there and, and take that job from him no matter what you're doing. So I think by the fourth year, it was a little bit frustrating if I'm being honest, because I was, I was itching to play. Um, but you know, up until that point and, you know, even during the fourth year, he and I have a great relationship and I learned a ton from him. Uh, so it, so it was good for me to learn. I definitely don't regret any of that experience. 
But by the end of it, I was, you know, I mean, it's just tough. You're getting yeah, of that. Course. Not saying I'm Aaron Rodgers, but you're getting that Aaron Rodgers feeling where you're like, all right, I feel like I'm ready to play, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, you actually, you actually mentioned NFL, <clears> which I have a question, uh, which we'll get back to soccer in a second. But you're from your background, very clearly a proud uh, Tampa fan. Uh, <laughs> oh, how do you feel about the Tom Brady announcement during you coming back to the league the same day that you're now have been put in quarantine? Now, also that same week, Tom Brady and Gronkowski have both chosen to go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. How you feeling right now? I mean, if I'm being completely honest, the the stuff that's going on with the Bucks, like I got the kid at home, we're not playing, we got a lot of things going on. But every time this Bucks news break, it gives me like another week. It gives me just like <laughs> it just buys me time. It just buys me time of just like pure happiness or something that I can just like wake up in the morning and pinch myself and be like, man, Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski are actually on the bus. It's like, it's getting me by. If I'm being honest, it's getting me by. So I'm, I'm loving it and I'm, I'm soaking it every minute of it. Yeah. I mean, they've been, uh, not great for the last yeah. couple of years. So it's yeah, nice to see some nice good news. That's a nice <laughs> way of putting it. I do like the OG logo though, the real the Buccaneer with the thing. And I I know everyone hated those jerseys. I love them, those wild like orange, the double shade orange, the creamsicle. I got, Let's my, go. I got a couple of those in my closet. I'm not even gonna lie to you guys. Oh, I got yeah, yeah, dude, I love those. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, we got. Go I used to. I was just gonna say. I used to pick uh, the 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 Buccaneers when uh, when Warren Sapp was on there on NFL 2K. Remember Let's NFL go. 2K? That's, that's what I was like. Go. <laughs> yeah, I remember when Phil Sims kid almost died playing for <laughs> Buccaneers. Right? Did he like rupture a lung or something? Spleen exploded. A, <laughs> yeah, he had a ruptured spleen, and it was just like, yeah. you know what? I got to get this fourth quarter down. <laughs> well, they said if the game lasted 12 more minutes, he would have died on the field. <laughs> That's insane. Oh <laughs> well, look, we'll go back to soccer, the real football, if you will, with Jeff Atanella right here on the Cooligans, your Portland Timbers goalkeeper. Now, you were talking a little bit about, or we were talking a little bit about Tampa and just, you're from uh, Central Florida, and I want to bring up uh, the children's book, right? Uh, the, the children's books that you've written. But speaking of family, you got a chance to play for the Fort Lauderdale Strikers. Uh, you were on loan there. Is that close enough? Did your family get a chance to come see you play? Was that the first time since like maybe high school or college that they've seen you play alive? No. So, so I, I played, I spent two years with the Tampa Bay Rowdies as well before I going on loan to, before going on loan to the, to Fort Lauderdale. So so it was cool when I got on loan to Fort Lauderdale, it was cool because we had just moved to Salt Lake and, you know, I was missing my family. So when we went, when I went down on loan to Fort Lauderdale, it gave me uh, it gave me a chance to see my parents again and, you know, get back in Florida and get some games in. But after college, I was pretty, I was pretty fortunate to end up where I did just because I ended up uh, spending two years in the hometown with the Rowdies. And then we, uh, we won a championship, which was cool to do in front of the hometown fans. And then, uh, it was like a good little launch pad before I ended up uh, playing for Salt Lake. Yeah, we we've hung out with a couple of uh, Rowdy's uh, supporters at, at like the the Independent Supporters Council. They have like representatives there, and Rowdy's have a very uh, strong and passionate fan base. And I know they, you know, the the hope is to like, you know, I don't know if it's get get to MLS again or whatever. But one thing I'm, I'm curious about is like the 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 move going from like NASL uh, and making it to MLS. I mean, it doesn't. Uh, I feel like it's less common now. Obviously, NASL doesn't exist, but uh, <laughs> but it's it's less common for that move to, to, to happen. How do you feel about like the, the, the opportunities for, especially for the American player to, to move up that ladder and actually make it to uh, uh, major league soccer? 
Yeah, it's funny. We talk. I talk about this. I talk about this a lot with a few guys uh, around the league. That I felt like for me personally, the timing, like I got the timing just right because it was right before the, you know, it was right before the league kind of exploded with the international players, and you know, it was right before the MLS started bringing in guys from all over the world, and it wasn't that really wasn't a normal thing. So for me, it was everything. I needed those games to get those reps in, and I needed, I needed that you know, kind of like that minor league system to, to develop from college and grow and then make that jump. But nowadays, man, it's so, it's so challenging because you're not only competing, you know, you're not only competing with other American players in the USL, but now you're competing with the rest of the world because, you know, players from all over are coming to the MLS and now people are wanting to play in the MLS where when I was coming out and when I was going through that whole process, it wasn't really as much of a destination. You know, there were still a lot of Americans that, that were able to make that move if you did well in the, uh, in the minor leagues. And so for me, I felt like the timing was just right because honestly, nowadays, I don't know if, I don't know if I would have gotten the same opportunities because now you're not only competing against the Americans, you're competing against the rest of the world. So it's, it's a a challenging, it's a challenging situation now for, for guys who are in the USL to make that jump. Is that how you started uh, writing children's books? Which, look, we talked to a lot of goalkeepers. Christian and I have said this on the show. Goalkeepers, you're all little Looney Tunes. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's something wrong a little bit with all of you. But, uh, you know, you because... Yeah. <laughs> Do you think so? See, I, yes. I'm like I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission to debunk that theory. I don't really okay. think we're that weird. I think I think we're just more we're more personable. Like we're more, you know what I mean? We're more out there. Okay, that is true. It, it, okay, I'll I'll say this. It depends on on the goalkeeper, but if like it's not like uh, if we uh, had to generalize, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like yeah, it's like the generalization is not you know not all goalkeepers are crazy, but if you're crazy, you're a goalkeeper. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's yeah. one of those. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Yeah, all right. I, I like how now that. you accept that. But is that what made you want to write a kids book? Like, where did that inspiration come from? So it's, it's, it's a pretty, like, it's a pretty funny story there. It's, there's a little bit of layers if we got a little bit of time for me to explain yeah, yeah. it. But yeah, so my daughter was just born and you know me, I mean, you guys can see behind me. I'm like, I'm sports. I love sports. Sports is like my life growing up. Everything my whole life has always been about sports. And, you know, I love my teams. I love, you know what I mean? I love all the stuff that involves sports. The fact that, you know, even when you're talking about soccer, you could pull people for, together from, from any part of life. But yep. if they like the same team, they're good. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. there's just that bond that sports creates. And I'm all about that. So when my daughter was born, it was interesting because the Cubs, like my daughter was about two or three weeks old and I was watching game seven of the world series with the Cubs and the Cubs won. You're watching on TV. You're seeing like all these celebrities. You're seeing all these people that have just supported the Cubs for so long crying in the streets. Like it was just such a huge, huge moment in the sporting landscape. And my daughter was sitting there and I'm thinking, all right, well, my daughter in this generation is never going to know that the Cubs shouldn't ever win the World Series, right? They're not going to know that history. They're not going to know all the suffering that their grandparents and their parents went through as Cubs fans. So then it was kind of like the idea started spinning a little bit in my head. And then when I was home in Tampa, it was actually New Year's Day. I was going to a Bucks game and they were, they were playing to be eight and eight, right? They were playing to have a 500 record. And I was like, jacked. I'm like, oh yeah. my God, the Bucks are going to go 500. <laughs> this is the best day ever. Like, I can't wait to go to this game. And I had just gotten traded to Portland. So I'm sitting there on the couch thinking, how am I going to get my daughter to cheer for this team when I'm living all the way across the country and I'm happy about them being 500? 
like, how am I going to convince my daughter that this is like the team that she should cheer for, you know? So I started writing, I started writing like a little nursery rhyme about one of my favorite games that I went to. It was a Tampa Bay Rays game I went to just because I started to write down the idea. And then, so I wrote like a, like a five or six paragraph little nursery rhyme and I read it, read it back to myself. I'm like, oh, wow, this is kind of a, like, this is all right. Like, this is a cool idea. And then the idea just kind of kept, kept growing in my head the rest of the day. And then by the end of the day, I was talking to my father-in-law about writing a book about the Cubs and just the, you know, like a Dr. Seuss style nursery rhyme book about the history of the, the goat curse and that series and their game seven win and just like what it meant to the city and how epic it was. And then, you know, like five months later, we had an entire publishing company that was based off of stories like that. And, you know, it's, and, you know, we just keep writing them because they're fun to, to share that story with sports fans and try to create those bonds that between families that sports kind of has, you know? Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, in the book you're referring to is the the curse ends the story of the 2016 Chicago Cubs, and you have another one about the 2016 uh, Cle- uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, uh, so yeah, it is interesting because that that connection. Even you know, I'm I'm not a Cubs fan, but I was connected to the the story of of how they you know uh, the the curse and the whole thing because you normally just hear it uh, repeated on ESPN over and over and over. And it just sticks with you, and then you start. You, all of a sudden, you start to care, and it's interesting. Yeah, it's good because kids don't have that, right? Especially a hundred plus years of not winning something. I mean, Christian's an Everton fan, so he's going to understand what this is like. Sorry, I just had to get that out there. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's been it's been fun too because it. Uh, we've like as the process went on, right? I wrote it. I wrote it really because I was like, well, I'm reading these kinds of books to my daughter. Or you're supposed to read to your kids. What's something that you know, parents would enjoy to read too. Is it, you know, I'm a sports guy. So I thought it would be a fun way for parents to get engaged with it too. But one of the things we're learning as well is that kids who aren't into reading are picking up these books. Kids who love sports are starting to pick these books up and, you know, it's kind of getting them to read a little bit more and hopefully that'll open their mind to a whole new world because, you know, once you start reading, it goes from sports to new topics and hopefully it, you know, it just helps kids as they develop and, you know, grow to, to start expanding a little bit and start picking up some books. All right. Yeah. That's we had cool. a, a good question from another, uh, well, one of our guys squad members uh, from Neil Gavoni. He asked, if you are forced to read one of your children's books to a current or former teammate, who would you choose and why? And That's a which, great question. And which story would you pick? Is there anybody who could use a nice reading to? You know anyone who's a White Sox fan? <laughs> I got, no, I got a good one. So I know, I know my boy, uh, I know my boy Jonathan Nagby loves Cleveland sports, so I oh, would. Okay, yeah. You know, and I, I gave him a couple <laughs> of the books he's read them before, but you know, if he wanted a nice little bedtime story, I'd read him uh, the, the Cleveland Cavs winning championship. Make sure he gets, make sure he tucks in all nice before bed, going to bed uh, with a nice memory on his mind. Amazing, <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, Jeff, uh, we were talking a little bit about you sort of coming back and now you're in this quarantine right as you get through your injury. Um, we talked a little bit about your training, looking forward to the future. We're hearing that the Bundesliga has this very elaborate plan. Players are going to live in, in hotels. And if they don't, they stay at home. They're not allowed to kiss their significant others. And they, they come in at different times. There's no mascots. There's no escorts. There's nothing. There's just, you walk in at different times, you don't shake hands. And this is their plan to bring the league back. Um, I know you probably haven't heard, or if you have, you may not be able to share, but what are some of your thoughts about some of the plans that you see coming across the board to bring leagues back and, and how do you foresee it coming back? 
I think that's interesting, right? That's the million dollar question that everybody is, uh, that everybody's trying to figure out. I think that the hard part about all this is that there's just so many unknowns about, you know, just about the virus, the testing and, and all the things that, you know, we see on the news every day. But the, the thing that I have confidence in and, you know, us getting back on the field is, is that there's a lot of really smart people trying to bring sports back, right? So people are definitely throwing out, I've, I've heard a lot of creative ideas and people are definitely throwing out ideas. And I think that the, uh, the good thing right now is that there's no dumb idea because everyone's just trying to figure out some type of solution. And if it's something that the Bundesliga is doing where uh, hopefully they lay down a blueprint for something that works. You know what I mean? That's yeah. like, I think that that's the best thing that we can hope for. And if the Bundesliga is going to kind of lead the charge with that, especially for soccer, I mean, who am I to say, who am I to say that's a good plan or a bad plan? That's, you know what I mean? That's so far above my head that I think, uh, I think everybody knows that the number one priority is keeping people healthy. And, you know, I, I know that they're not going to bring sports back, especially in America until people are, until people are going to be safe and out of harm's way. Um, and I know that that, like anything outside of that, like I think we all got to be down for, right? Everybody wants yeah. sports back. We want to be back on the field. I know that we're we're itching to play. So I mean, any idea? I mean, I think any idea works. If it if they can get it to work, then there's no dumb ideas. That's yeah. I'm, I'm glad you how said how there's no dumb it. idea. Yeah, I'm glad you said there's no dumb idea because here's my idea. Um, I say that we all go, we go to a Caribbean <laughs> island, right? <laughs> Let's just all, all right. go, and all meaning us too, because we're media, right? We gotta be there. All right, we all go to Caribbean Island. There's one or a couple stadiums. You guys play all the games. We're hanging out. Sometimes we go to the game. Sometimes we hang out at the beach. I mean, we'll decide. We'll decide. We'll let it, you know, sort of flow, right? What are your mm. thoughts on that? Well, that's what the UFC. You see what the UFC is trying to do? I read something the other day that. Oh yeah, yeah. They, like, they got the ring. They got the ring on the beach, so the fights are on the beach. And then they just like go back to the hotel. I'm sure it's like a nice little luxury setup and they just come out and fight every other weekend and go back okay. to their, you know, luxury setup. So great if idea. We that, if, if we could pull that M off, then yeah, I mean, MLS players in the octagon. Let's yeah. get it. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Maybe just turn the league into a nice little beach soccer league. So we're all just hanging out somewhere. And yeah. Why not? For the rest of the year. Yeah. That'd I like that. Nice. Who cares if you forgot that. your boots? We're on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, Jeff, you you you're also uh, just like you know our, our show started uh, as a podcast and then it became uh, a television show. But you uh, also do a podcast with uh, a former teammate, uh, Zarek Valentin. Uh, what has uh, that endeavor been like uh, for you? This 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 has been a really cool thing because there's a lot of players, uh, active players, doing podcasts and giving fans a, a you know getting to see a side that they weren't used to seeing yeah i mean i think that i honestly i think zarek and i were the first ones to get it going for mls players i'm just gonna throw that out there i think we were okay. the first ones to uh to step up and get it done but no I mean, it's been fun zarek is uh you know zarek is a good buddy of mine and when we were playing for the timbers we got to know each other really well and at the end of the day it just you know we were just two two we're just two normal guys who happen to play soccer for a living and, uh, you know, I thought that we thought that doing a podcast together for he and I would be fun. You know, first and foremost, we thought that he and I would have fun doing it. And then when we started opening up and, you know, really doing more episodes, it seemed like the, especially the people in Portland really enjoyed getting to know us a little bit better and, you know, kind of relating, relating to us outside of the field. And for me, you know, I'm, as I said, like, I'm a sports guy. I'm a sports fan. I'm a sports fan, number one, before I'm a player. Yeah. And, uh, I know that, I know that if I had a favorite team and guys are, guys were opening up and 
you know, giving you a little bit of a look inside the locker room and, and, you know, what it's like in their normal day life, then that's something that I would tune into. So the response has been fun. We've been, uh, we've been keeping it going during the quarantine too, which is good because, you know, we each deal with, everyone deals with their own quarantine issue. Uh, every, you know what I mean? Everyone has a funny story about the quarantine, something that's like so hilarious, so bad that you like have to laugh at it. So, so we're keeping those things going. And so it's been fun for us, you know, it keeps us a little bit sane too. So it's been fun. Good. Who's good. It, do you have a dream get? Like, who's like the one person you hope to get as a guest on your show? I mean, can I say Tom Brady? <laughs> or <Tom Brock? laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> you like, can. You yeah. can. If I, I don't know if I. You know what's funny? Before out, I asked you that question, I just, like, stare at him. <laughs> <laughs> before i had a question about tom brady and gronk i had hope for them to fail because i'm a giants fan but now i'll know you're on the other side of that you know what I, mean? <laughs> like, I know you are going to be sad and that's going to make me sad i appreciate that man i've been like it's been funny because i'm the only I, i'm like the only vocal bucks fan in portland not the only one there's a few of us but you know, I'm I'm a pretty vocal Bucks fan, so I've been getting like media requests to talk about the Bucks on Portland news stations because they're signing Tom Brady. Oh, that's great! So I've like I, I've like slowly become the Portland the Portland official unofficial Bucks reporter. That's so funny. I, yeah, I I, I want to ask about a couple of the things, at least in regards to playing for the Portland Timbers. We got to uh, we went to a game, uh, I believe, two years ago against Montreal, mm-hmm. and Providence Park is like like no other stadium. It's just incredible, so cool. Uh, yes, yeah, incredible. But you also, you guys also, unfortunately, uh, lost in the MLS Cup final uh, last year. Uh, and 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 your, I'll ask this: um, How did that loss affect you? And 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 not being able to give that that MLS Cup to Portland again. I think that you know when it really comes down to it, it's you see the group in 2015 that won the title uh, for the city that won the title for the fans and just kind of the legacy that is, is forever in this city now with that group of players. You know what I mean? There's a, they're just legends and they're, they're, they're so big for the city. They're so big for the club. And, you know, I've seen the videos of the parade and man, I wanted, I wanted that parade so bad. Like, like that was like a motivating yeah, yeah. factor for me in that game was, you know, to have that moment with the city and just to like be in that parade and just like truly, truly celebrate with the city of victory. So to, to come that close and then ultimately come up a little bit short, I mean, it's something that stings bad. You know, if I'm being honest, it's, uh, it's something that, you know, you, you learn the older you get in your career and the more years you spend in the league, how hard it is to, to make it to a cup final. So to get that close and then come up a little bit short, especially knowing what it means to the city of Portland, what it means to the organization and, you know, what type of party it would have been on that parade. It's, yeah. uh, it hurts, man. It stings, but it's, it's motivation to, to make sure we get back there again. And, yeah. you know, uh, I, it was funny before the year, before the year started, I was having a long talk with our, with one of our center backs, Larice, because we were both going on our fourth year here with the club. And we were just talking about how we have to win, like, we have to win a trophy this year. We have to win a trophy this year. We have to like, I've been here, we've been here four years and we haven't had that, that feeling, you know what I mean? And like what it means to the city and we haven't been able to do that. And it hurts because we came so close, but you know, hopefully we get back on the field this year and we can, we can get back at it. But yeah, man, it's things to come that close and fall short. things things a lot. 
Of course. And it's still, but it's, it's great to see the love that they give you because you have the, the Jeff, Jeff, Jeff chant yeah, uh, yeah. at Providence Park. So it's like, I mean, you're, you're definitely uh, been embraced. Yeah, maybe yeah, you'll win it. Cool. Maybe you'll win the Dana White's Island Open Cup or whatever. <laughs> it's gonna be created. <laughs> we did it. Uh, thank you, Jeff Atanella of the Portland Timbers for uh, for joining us today. Uh, Jeff, you want to let people know uh, where they can follow you or anything uh, you got going on? Yeah. So uh, my my Twitter and my Instagram are Jeff underscore Atanella one. But uh, you know, something that we have cool going on with our company. It's uh, our company name is It Had to Be Told, and you can get the eBooks for free on my website and that's jeffatnella.com slash it had to be told. And something cool, we're teaming up with an organization in Chicago called Cradles to Crayons. And their, you know, their mission is pretty much to get families and kids what they need and what they're missing. And, you know, right now especially families need a lot of things. So one of the things that we're doing is we're gonna send a thousand of our Chicago Cubs, the Curse Ends books, uh, to that organization so that they can that they can hand them out to families and, and kids who are missing sports and, you know, are missing that school. So that's something that cool that we're doing. And uh, on behalf of it had to be told it's you know, it's cool to be able to do something like that for, for that community. Amazing. That's so cool. That's so cool, Jeff. Uh, all right. Awesome. Sweet, man. Thank you so much for doing that. All right. So uh, uh, guys, make sure uh, you follow us at, uh, at Fubo sports at soccer cooligans, and you can subscribe to the YouTube channel uh, for Fubo sports as well uh, to watch full episodes of the Cooligans. So, uh, so with that said, uh, Jeff, we end the show the way we all always normally do again. Thank you yeah. for joining us. So for Jeff Atanella, my name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerreros and together, and together, what are, what are we? we? The, the Cooligans! Cool <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it, buddy. <laughs>